0: I have clients all the time who, who I, I, I bust them out of the 401k even even pay the tax with the penalty I don't even care right because when the money comes in and you think of 10% you think of that penalty I don't want to pay it and just, uh, but <laughs> if, 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 if they had 140 grand and they take that and pay the tax on it and say they have only 100 grand but yes. they buy a piece of real estate that goes to 200 grand quickly uh, or, or the rental income on it is, is explodes. And, you know, like 2008, there's tons of people lost their homes. Rentals went through the ceiling. Right. Okay. so I'm saying, wait a minute, can I sell that? Sure. Of course you can sell it. Can, can you uh, keep it forever? Yeah, you can. So, so <clears throat> it just gives you so much more opportunities and and so back to what I was saying to you before in the 10 principles of money in motion. Right. When you're 89 and die, you could have done something in 88 and made
1: 40%. This is the Better Wealth podcast with Caleb Williams. everyone. Welcome to the Better Wealth Podcast. And today, uh, we're going to listen to part two of my conversation with Peter. And if you have not listened to the first one, go back, listen to it. Uh, it was super, super fun. And, uh, I, and then this is really what inspired this next one. And I'm not very spontaneous, but I, uh, in mid conversation, just asked him if we could keep talking because I wanted to ask him about 401Ks, because I wanted to ask him about life insurance, and I wanted to ask him the legacy question. And we had some really fun laughs. Uh, we had some really good fire points. And guys, I am like on this conversation with him, just thinking, I hope that everything in my technology-wise is okay and that we that we get to keep this audio because this is absolutely amazing and this is going to live on forever. And the amount of people that this is going to impact is going to be ridiculous. So I know I'm hyping this up, but please listen to this. I would love to hear your thoughts. And by the way, if you've not... Um, subscribed, or if you've not given us a written review, we would love that. Like we would absolutely love for you to take a couple, couple minutes out of your day to go to, sometimes you have to scroll down, write a review, uh, five stars would be preferable. And then if you could uh, just write, you know, what's one thing that you like about our podcast, uh, that would mean a ton to me and it would help other people find this. So without further ado, here's part two to Peter Jensen. Peter, welcome to the show. You guys have heard my amazing interview with, with Peter about the 10 principles. And if you're listening to this, if you're like skipping ahead and you're like, man, that's a long interview, go back and listen to it. It's one of the best interviews I've ever done in my life. And I've, got, I've had the pleasure of interviewing some amazing, amazing people. So thank you, number one. But this is a bonus round. This was not planned. But I want to ask you a couple questions. Number one on life insurance, because you're a huge, huge fan of it. But I first of all, just want to tee you up and get your blood boiling with asking you why you're not the biggest fan of a 401k because there's so many people that are not owning their life, not owning their future, that are passively putting their money in a 401k because that's what everyone else is telling them. Why may that may be a bad idea for people if they want to become financially free?
0: When people have access to a 401k, they think they have a retirement plan. They don't, but they think they do. It's a false sense of security. So regardless of the merits of it compared to other choices, the fact remains is that when you think you have a retirement plan, you don't take other actions. Hmm. And so that is why at age 65, people only have 60 grand total, including equity in a home. Right. Because they thought they had a retirement plan. Now they really knew that they didn't, but subconsciously they, they're they're sitting there going, oh, what do, I do? what do I do? And so since everything is so expensive and and drains their money, and before they know it, they they they, have, they don't have a surplus and they don't have it next year and next year and next year, and they never have a surplus. So here's a national statistic of everybody who has access to a 401k, even when an employer will match it, 27% participate. Wow. Not a hundred, not sixty, not forty. Twenty-seven percent.
1: Hmm.
0: Here's another interesting statistic: Bankers, they know who open up and reconcile their bank accounts. They can, you know, they get, you know, digitally, they know what's going on across the nation. All banks know that only twenty-eight percent of their clients reconcile their bank accounts basis on a regular basis. So, when a majority of people go to see what the bank tells them they have in their account before they spend their money. I'm now going to dump on 401ks. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) could. Okay, so 401ks uh, do quite a few things uh, that are harmful. Uh, When you have somebody that's managing the 401k and you have, say, six funds to put it in or whatever, then you think somebody is managing your your retirement plan. Mm -hmm. They're managing the money, but they're not managing your retirement plan. Right. You are the manager and you don't even realize it right and especially if you don't even put money in it right <laughs> yeah.
1: well well here's i mean here, here's what i would say is number 1 you you have no control number 2 you're postponing the tax meaning you have to pay tax on whatever it is in the future number 3 is it will most likely 96% of the time uh, underperform what you could do in just a uh, less Anywhere. fees you know yeah. in an index and number 4 you're with that. You, it, it does cancer to your brain. I, and I'm just I'm just saying it because it's like you're you're literally giving up control. You're not in in control and powerful over that. Like I'm getting fired up because I get when I first started Peter, I was like, very like easygoing, like do whatever you want. And, and I, I'm like, man, is it possible to like be in control of your life yeah, and still like right. max out your foot? Like I just have never ever seen it. Like the people that I've learned from that really, really get get on top of their money thing, yeah. they're not doing the 401k.
0: Not ever. Not ever. Because it locks up your money. Yeah. It locks it up. It's not liquid and you can't use it. And as a result, you have no way of dictating, how can I benefit from it? I have clients all the time who, who I, I, I bust them out of the 401k, even even pay the tax with the penalty. I don't even care. Right. Because when the money comes in and you think of 10%, you think of that penalty. I don't want to pay it. and they're just, uh, But if, they, if if they had um, 140 grand and they take that and pay the tax on it and say they have only 100 grand, but yes. they buy a piece of real estate that goes to 200 grand quickly uh, or, or the rental income on it is, is explodes. And, you know, like 2008, there's tons of people lost their homes. Rentals went through the ceiling. Right. Okay. So I'm saying, wait a minute. Can I sell that? Sure, of course you can sell it. Can, can you uh, keep it forever? Yeah, you can. So, so this just gives you so much more opportunities. And, and so, back to what I was saying to you before in the 10 principles, money in
1: motion. Right.
0: When you're 89 and die, you could have done something at 88 and made 40%.
1: Yeah, I, guys, that's got to sink in. That's got to <laughs> sink in because you can't keep money in motion if your mo- money's locked up in a 401k.
0: Okay, I had a guy, fifty-seven. Richard, his name, in L.A., Los Angeles, and I was coaching him. And he's twelve grand total, twelve grand, and he was fifty-seven. And he said, "What am I going to do to retire?" I said, "We'll figure out how to take the twelve grand and put it in motion. What the heck?" Yeah, yeah. You know, figure that out. Yeah, but yeah. he said, "Well, I'd, what stocks can?" I said, "Don't do it in stocks. <laughs> Don't <laughs> manage your fund. That's somebody else manage your money. You learn to manage it, right?" Long story short, he got really involved in trading forex. And he makes two grand a month using that 12 grand. Right. right. And he's good at it. Right. But yes. It took yep. him two years. But and now he's in his home, he spends two hours in the morning, and he says, Man, this is cool. <laughs>
1: so I love it. I, I, I love talking to you so much, man. I, I just
0: I've coached people for 50 years. And so when they learn this and they reach out and they and they have successes. Ooh, yep. they share them with me <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm the recipient they go Peter, I, you know what I just did I just got this tree and we cut it down and made 1500 bucks and it oh. wasn't the 1500 it was the fact he figured out how to harvest some money out of it
1: right so any anything else that we need to talk about the 401k i feel like we made our point i feel like if you have questions obviously but better guys my company helps people take back control of their money and we'll help you with all this stuff the reason i like talking to people like i gotta i gotta add one more thing that's bigger than anything oh wow okay and people don't know this and it's not ever taught
0: and agents are idiots they don't, they know, they don't, you know, they don't fit. I mean, they're, they're selling stuff, but they're not. Right. Cheap. Product peddlers. Yeah. Okay, so let's do it. Let's, let's say that you were able to save and you got 400 grand in a 401k. I mean, that's an awesome number for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Many people don't have 200. So, so you got 400. Well, you can't have 400 grand in 401k if you're not making hundred grand. But, I mean, you're making 30 grand and you're putting 10% away. Well, that's three grand a year. It's never going to become $400,000. Yep. So when someone is earning 90, 100 grand, they have to have at least $50,000 to live on at retirement. Yep. They take 50 out of 400. Oh, 350 left. If they keep doing that, they seven years and they're out of money. Right. So when they take it out, they get nervous and they don't take it out. That's not, that's just the beginning. This is my story. I'm going to get to the end now. So when they see the 350, they always take it out the first year. They always do. Sometimes even the second. And then the math hits them and they go, Ooh, I can't do this anymore. And they don't. Hmm. And so when they pass away, this money goes to their children. So let's supposing of the 400 grand. There's 300 left, 300,000. And they have three children. And each child now is out of college and making some money and making 60 grand. And then they get 100 each. Yeah. They got to pay tax on 160,000. Now, they're happy to get the hundred grand. They're, you know, that's pleasing. But they pay the tax and they say one word. Oh, that was horrible. That was horrible. How come I have to pay so much tax? But they don't know where the money came from. Yep. But the parents sweated. They, they did all kinds of stuff to save the money. Yeah. So when you... When the IRS gets millions and millions of tax returns every year, and some of them are states being settled, and some companies you know, pay taxes and have tax returns and K-1s and whatever. In that process, remember, the IRS knows what's going on. Yeah. And they literally defer your taxes in a 401k purposely so yeah. it ends up in children's hands and they get the maximum tax. And that is a game it's not illegal because we accept yeah. it and do it but it is every bit um a thief and fraud yeah. it's it, you know
1: well yeah and just to echo what you're saying not only do you give up full control but in distribution or retirement 401k's are a terrible place to spend your money and so Fair. people don't they pass it on and they just get i mean you want to talk about getting hammered from all sides you're 100 percent right.
0: So, so Caleb, the estate tax recently has been raised, and, and so now you can have over five million dollars, you know, in, in per person, and not have to pay an estate tax. But until that was changed, all the way through the 30s, I mean the 70s and 80s and 90s. So I had a client out in Boise, Idaho, and the husband died, and they had about four million dollars estate, and one million of the four million right was in an IRA they had rolled over from a 401k. So he was a big executive and made a lot of money. Right. The thing. When they got done and then paid the tax, the wife got eight thousand left of the one million IRA. That's insane. That's insane. Eight thousand. The judge. And she, they challenged, it and that's why they got to the. And then the judge said, "I this this is the rule, and this has to be." And I had no idea that the rules could take almost all of the money in an yep. IRA. Yep. And and so that was a opener. it's just from, and that, that was several years ago, like 20 or 28 years ago, I but, but that just, I mean, I, that just sealed you. it for me, sealed it. I just yeah. I thought, this is, I'll, I'll, I'll preach against it. I'll, um, do it. so the only good
1: thing we've got to say this is it is kind of a forced savings for people. Yeah. It's system, it's system It takes it yeah. money out and, and before they, they even get to touch it. All, they wouldn't have any money if that wasn't the case. Yeah. Yeah, okay, But but so a little bit of discipline, but pointed in another
0: <laughs> direction and then learn because they have surplus. Now they can learn how to put money in motion. Oh
1: my gosh. The, I mean, there's so here, you know what I say? And I don't know if I've coined this, but I think I have, it's like the 401k for every reason why I hate it. It's good for some people because they'll bankrupt themselves if they have all the money. That's right. Exactly. So, so it's, it's, it's like, okay, if you're, if you're using that on me, then you're, then you're, you may or may not be a lost cause. <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> believe I said that on you. By the way, you are a coach for Dave Ramsey. I, you are I, certified. You, you have 50 years of experience. You've taught people all across the country. Why whole life insurance? And why does everyone hate it, number one? And why do you think it's one of the best places to save and use your money throughout your life?
0: I'm going to call it good property life insurance. Whole life is good property to own it's good property to work with, good property, good, good. It's just good property. <clears throat> and, and you don't hear that very often. Um, and, and so I've been around, oh, a long time. So I got licensed
1: in February of 1970. Yeah. So, so that's a long time. I'm aware. I, I'm. I'm. I'm wondering when my parents were even <laughs> born. <So laughs> okay. I, what well, do you, we won't go down that route. That, that, that
0: means this coming February, just a few months from now, it'll be 50 years. Yeah, you Understand. That's uh. Yeah. So. So I've seen. I've experienced a lot, and I've seen people. Um, I, I've given checks to families when people die, and it's tax-free money. Yeah. And so they say, oh, it's a lousy return. Well, when you get the tax-free death benefit, and it ends up being cash on cash, 13% per year. Yep. Figured off the death benefit. Holy mackerel, that's huge. <laughs> well, where can you go and get 13% a year on your money tax-free? Right.
1: right, which is an equivalent to like a 19% if you include taxes and fees. Oh, yeah. it's, so, so, so one of the ways that I... Teach, but yes, is is the death benefit, but like, but the living benefits are incredible. Yeah, they are. But I, let's not leave the li- the death benefit a minute. Here. Okay. Okay. Because because banks,
0: the, the, their conservative money that the Federal Reserve Bank requires them to have, a major portion of that is in whole life. Yeah. And they do it for the death benefit, not for the cash. Wow. Because the thirteen point two percent tax return is what they get. Right. And the bank is going to be around for hundred years. Yeah. They're going to be longer a lot longer than any executive. Yeah. Okay. So they buy it for the death benefit.
1: You follow? That's powerful. Yeah, that I do. I do. <laughs> okay. So I, I mean, had you thought about that? I, I have, but what, what you're leading with the death benefit, which I think is key. And I think there's, you're intentional in it.
0: I am. So what happens when you have this death benefit that you are confident in, the tax-free death benefit to give liquidity to your family or your business partner or whatever, you can do things. It gives you permission.
1: Yeah,
0: you're right. Because then it's a death benefit. Now, stay on that for a moment. We'll get to the cash. But remember, the death benefit gives you permission to do things. Yep. And so if you travel to – Uh, certain parts of Africa, you'll never get insurance. The insurance underwriters won't permit it. They they say there's so many diseases that don't show up for three or four or five years and we're not going to have that. Hmm. So Nigeria uh, and and there's several
1: places. Hmm. So, okay. So let's go to, um, and the cash. The well, the can cash. I can I stop you real quick? Yes, so sure. the reason, So you're leading with the death benefit. Is that why? Because I also know that you're not a huge fan of IUL. Which, by the way, for those of you listening, IUL stands for Index Universal Life. Most people are selling it. Most people are saying you get the upside in the market, no downside. But Peter, in two minutes or less, why? Why is it a lie?
0: Because you unbundled the cash from the death benefit. So it's term life insurance to age 100 or 121. And the cost of a term at age 100, uh, 90, 85, 80, 72, it's very, very expensive. Right. And it'll eat up the cash internally. And so it looks good on paper because they show this great rate of return that at 8.2 or 6.5 or wh- whatever it, they use. And it's just not so. It's yep. not so. So in yep. less than 10 years, I've had 34 clients that I sold IUL to, and there's not one of them that does not have a problem today. And the expenses have doubled internally that are passed on to the client. And I, I am livid. I, I'm telling you, it's a,
1: I, you will not find a 30-year-old IUL policy. You won't find one. And, and so I know there's a lot of people listening to my podcast. I know there's advisors that are selling IUL. I know that there's clients that have IUL. And I know that there's people shopping and want to know the best thing. And I just, I need you to hear this because anytime you ask for an illustration, and this is true with whole life, this is true with anything, illustrations lie and you have to understand the why. And I think it was so profound. And Peter, you have a ton of wisdom leading with the whole life insurance death benefit. Because that is one of the biggest flaws in IUL, and um, I'm sure I'll take a lot of heat for asking you that question. But I don't really care because it's it's needed to be said. And, so yeah, and neither, and neither do I, Caleb. Because when you you examine it, cash
0: on cash, do the numbers, and run it side by side, and then live it, and you're going to find that it is a lie. Insurance companies love it because they can pay more commission to get it sold. And then they can show that it's better than any whole life ever dreamed of being. And so people buy it and and then the agent will
1: not be there. No, no, they never will be. Yeah. And and then the family's going to wonder what happened, you know? Yeah. And it will blow up. You think about saving your whole life in something that will blow up when you're. And then, and then they, uh, and then they say this, uh, there's just an insurance salesman. Yep, and it gives us all a bad
0: rap. Bad rap, and and there's no need for it, except insurance companies wanted to make money. It's a good product, and there's nothing wrong with people making money. I'm just saying it's uh, so okay. So let's go on to the, the living, living benefits. benefits. Yeah, thank you. By the way, to think that you have some money, and anytime you want to, you can go get it. Yeah. So let's suppose you have twenty-seven grand in cash values. Yep you can get 100% of your 27 grand. Now, put that a contrast to a 401k, 27 grand or in an IRA. You'll never get more than 30 cents out of, of, of the 27 grand out of a 401k or an IRA. 30 cents.
1: Yes. 30,
0: 30 cents on the that. dollar, not 27,000 not, not 100 cents on the dollar. I'm saying 20 30 cents on the dollar.
1: So yeah. in another way to say that is so in other accounts, you're not able to, like you, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in quote unquote, your 401k, that's not all your money. You can't get a hundred thousand because of fees, taxes, even right. Right. it's you hard to melt. even access your money. Yes. You have meltdown. But if you have, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in your cash value, you can access that. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's number one, but you want to know my number two favorite? Of course, of course. You can, you can access that capital without punishing that what that 100000 could grow the rest of your life. Let it earn. Because here's the deal. People are disrespecting the value of their money every day. If, if Peter, I take $100,000 out of my 401k or life insurance or whatever, I'm disrespecting what that dollar could have earned the rest of my life. That could have grown to over a million dollars. And by me taking out that money, I'm disrespecting what Albert Einstein said. What did you say? The eighth wonder is the ge- geographical numbers. Yeah, geometric. Like, that's powerful. So,
0: we ought to say that one more time. Two plus two plus two plus two plus two, that's five of them, equals 10. But two times two times two times two times two, that's five more twos, multiplied is 32, not 10. And so, when you have cash of 27 grand in this example, and you can then get that 27 and use it, and it doesn't Impede its growth, you have really truly multiplied your money yeah yeah, and, and so I like to think when you can get one dollar to do five things at the same time,
1: that's a multiplier <laughs> and and by the way, for those of you that know me or have worked with our company I draw we have a we draw a stick figure, we take a dollar, and we draw multiple lines, and we're giving that dollar four, five, six, seven jobs. And, that, and my, my question that I ask people is, what's the value if I can show you how to use your dollar in seven ways instead of just one? And that's exactly why I'm a huge fan of life insurance. But wait a minute, Isn't, doesn't Dave Ramsey say that's horrible? Yeah, well, I'm not certified like
0: you are for him, so unpack that. I I went through his master, and he became. He he asked me to be as. um, What do they call it? Um, I just quit doing that uh, because these people really wanted. Not they didn't want to hear about whole life. Yep, they've gone through the training, and I just said I've got to. I just I don't want to be bothered with that because I was there with him, and I even asked him. I challenged him. I said, "You use a two and a half percent guarantee non-participating." Uh, whole life policy well two and a half percent they're all now four guaranteed have been for years and and then when you have a non-participating that means you're not getting any of the dividend which any of these participating companies and mutual companies uh, northwestern mutual mutual new york uh, i mean mutual of uh, mass mutual uh, new york life uh, ohio national whatever but these these dividend paying companies i mean that's really strong yep it's just not a fair comparison it's not, and so, it, and then because people are living longer, then if you have a 2.5% guarantee and, and the cash value is just stuck and it's static and you can't ever get any more money, and yet people are living longer and longer and longer, that means there's more surplus going to the shareholders that own that company, you're not getting any of it. Yeah, well, you say it's not fair, and it's it's worse than that. I, I think it's, um, okay, why do you think agents sold that in the first place? Commission. Commission. So when insurance companies need sales. They get a tax tax. They they have, they pay tax internally on some of the gains, so that you don't have to, and then you don't have to pay the hmm. the the dividend, the tax on the dividend either. But they are paying up for ten years. They have to pay a little bit of tax on the gain, but they get a two dollars and fifteen cents tax credit against every dollar of new premium. So if you have a growing company, they know full well Prudential will buy you.
1: Oh, wow. Prudential
0: isn't growing, and so they buy. Small companies that are growing and they move them over into their company so that their earnings they don't have to pay tax on their earnings. Yeah, so that's why big companies buy little ones. Wow. wow, okay, and okay, so so back to that point, it is really, um, it's really stupid to think when insurance companies say, Okay, we're gonna pay oh, a lot this high, comm- double the commission, we're gonna double, it. and then these agents go, Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. But especially if it's IUL is because then all they can make move that stuff around and move it uh, yeah. as class. You know, uh, everybody together, they're, they're permitted to change things. Uh, you know, the cost of the life insurance, the overhead, and the administ- administration charges and things like that can be changed. Always. Yes. So let's take pure whole life. A uh, mutual participating company. Then now you 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 can always know where you're at with the cash. Uh, you don't have to second guess what the dividends will be. Uh, they're going to be whatever they are, meaning uh, whatever the the experiences in managing their expenses and paying out death claims. And so you really. Um, sometimes I get mad that someone they, they you know, they rate them table two and right. I get ticked off at that. But on the other hand, <laughs> you don't want anybody just qualifying and then
1: they yeah. die, you know, tons of premature deaths before they, you know, and what, and what you're saying is not everyone can qualify. Like yeah. that's, that's the thing is like we, when people ask, and this, this will be in the next question. Anytime I present, when someone reads the book, they're like, one of the things is like, Caleb, like tell me the downside. And and this is what I say, and I want to hear your thoughts on mine. My, my answer is not, not everyone qualifies, number one. Number two is in the first couple of years, you don't have dollar-for-dollar dollar access to your money, but neither do you have it in most investments. So that's really not that. For instance, if you put $100,000 in, you don't have access to that whole $100,000 immediately. But the cool thing is you can access capital and still your money grows. So I'm like, if you understand that that's not a downside, what other downsides are there with life insurance when you understand and structure it properly and build it properly and use it properly, there's very little other than the fact that you might not be able to qualify and in a savings account, you have full access to your money, but you're giving up the opportunity cost of your dollars actually growing kind of cool isn't it i know it's a it's like the best kept secret and i don't know why people don't put their money into this
0: okay but let's go clear back in uh, in the early days of new york life i think it's 1847 the people got together mutually and they said look if one of us dies we we need to protect our family so let's all pay into a pool and that's why it stalled, started as a mutual mutual yeah. company yeah and and the concept is so amazing because then it morphed into well now how are we gonna well finally they got so big they had to have someone get paid to actually manage the thing right and so that's where you you know you'd elect a board of directors and it got bigger 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 new york life is huge Northwestern mutual is huge mass mutual City, worldwide i mean they're huge companies right but they don't have any debt yeah <laughs> they don't have any debt they don't and they're not allowed they're they're Caleb, yeah. they are they're regulated of state by state by state so we got 50 insurance commissioners every one of them has an auditing capacity they audit them uh, quarterly but also once a year a full blown audit so you have 50 auditing capacities going on all companies every year they all got together commissioners they call them insurance commissioners state of new york or california utah texas whatever those commissioners all got together many many years ago and they formed a commissioners standard, ordinary table. Hmm. So when anybody dies legally, it's, there's a law in all the corners, or anybody who pronounces death like a doctor, they have to report it to the insurance commissioner of your state. And that's gathered by everybody. And that's how come insurance company can bill, build their rates according to the CSO commissioner yeah. standard ordinary table and, and and then they'll say how did they die and da, da 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 so they they could if you do that millions and millions and millions of people over all these years do you know how good these insurance companies are
1: yeah amazing and they're taking they can they can afford to take the risk because they know and they have all the money <laughs> and, they have all the, and they spread the risk out
0: right and so what has
1: started in new york
0: Uh, you know many years ago has expanded into this amazing thing if you can qualify so so that I have clients that can't and so I just have them borrow their son borrow their daughter life Uh, they have to have an insurable interest right Uh, you know and and people may I mean that's technology that I don't know I may be too much in the weeds but but if you borrowed a life then you don't get the death benefit say say you're a a father age 70, and you have a son 30, well, you would have a durable interest. And so you would literally, get, you would may not get the death benefit in your life at age 70 because yep. you're on a younger man. But, but here's what, the, the living benefits, the cash
1: that you and I just talked about, that's all available to them. Yep. Yep. So in other words, you don't get the death benefit, but the living benefits, you can still be the owner, payer, contr- get all the benefits that we talked about. Oh. And that's amazing. That's amazing. That is amazing. And isn't? I want people to understand this. Like I when I was when I started, Peter, I was so ashamed that I was like into life insurance because I had this dream of being a stock broker and option trade. And when I realized this, one of the reasons why our company specializes in this and owns it and is unashamed about it is very few people across the country actually are good at this, number one, can articulate this. But people are being misserved and underserved at in the masses in this nation in this world so it's like man there's a lot of opportunity and money follows value and so that's why our company owns the fact that we are specialized we specialize in this and we have a mission to ensure a million people by 2025 a million people by 2025 what would what would this what would the united states look like if we had a million people in our country ensure that we not going to be the right way The the um, the
0: death benefits would just pay for colleges, it'd pay for amazing pay off debts, pay I mean the the death benefit would be amazing.
1: I mean, that's called money in motion. Right. Yeah. And 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 the cool thing is, I'll bring this back to Nelson Nash. The reason he, he always articulated whole mutual whole life insurance as keeping your money in motion, because insurance companies have to pay the death claim, so they're keeping it in motion. But if you want money, they'll loan it out to you. And it's a perfect institution, it's a perfect example of money in motion creates more money. And it's the most efficient way to do it because the insurance companies know on at statistically when you're gonna die, they have all the money, they have opportunities to investments that individuals don't, and it's the most efficient way To save your money for the future, use your money in the present, retire powerfully, protect your number one asset, be able to save more money.
0: So, Caleb, now let me summarize. Yes, I'm burned. I was burned up. I had all this debt. Now, the hospital, nobody would hire me. I didn't look presentable. Yeah. And so, when Leonard Graham sold me this little $10,000 whole life policy, I was introduced to the power. Now, there's a small policy. It was $11 a month. (laughs) <laughs> and That's I was funny. introduced to this incredible thing that I could stick money into and then use it systematically to pay down my debts. So when I learned power down and lived it, and then I was doing it out of a policy all these things came together. And and so I'm sitting here going, What did I just learn? I mean, how many so I started the business? This is funny. This is yep. hilarious. They wanted to train me. The insurance industry would train you. You know, they'd bring you to the home office, they bring up people yep. the, they're training you. Know, you got all these manuals and, you know, the rate right book and all that yep. stuff. They didn't train me because I already had Richest Man in Babylon and the Ten Principles. Money in motion. What could be better than learning how to use a policy? Yeah. And so when I sold insurance, I became successful for the right reason because I was teaching people how to use their cash to power down their debt, yeah. power up their fortune. And when I saw that over and over and over, that's because I had already done it. Yeah, I lived it. And so it was crazy. So these guys that would normally say, you sell this way, you sell my product, and you sell this. And I go, ah, no. And so I just didn't argue. I just did it my way. And then everybody keeps asking me, Peter, how come you're doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I go, well, (laughs) you got to learn how to control your spending. You've got to create some surplus. And if you don't, I'm not going to train you. Right, right. So I did become a general agent and I trained hundreds of agents. And and, uh, since then, I've, I've, I've trained several IMOs that have thousands of agents and but it's really simple caleb really truly you learn the principles and apply a whole life to them yeah the whole life fits better yep. than a stupid 401k that locks up your money and other people's managing you got to pay them fees and you're compounding
1: your taxes as it grows i mean what what <laughs> we yeah. couldn't
0: be any worse <laughs>
1: Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I got, my... yeah. no, no, this is good. And by the way, like this was, this is a bonus round. Um, for those of you listening to this, go back, re-listen to our first uh, conversation about the 10 principles. And, and Peter, man, I, you're 73 years old. You got more energy than me. Like th- how, like, how does that work? <laughs> so I, do you know how many people I've helped? Oh,
0: I, I gotta tell you, I need to chalk up a few million more.
1: Yeah, well, please help us. Help us yeah, with absolutely, our... Be- because we're all in this together, Caleb. Right,
0: a hundred percent. Okay, so so let me end with the this, the thing I started with. Those
1: nurses, when I had to wipe my bottom, that was that was over a year. And just and to give people context, because this is a different um, interview, Peter, you you were gonna die. You were you were gonna die because you burned so. Lost
0: fifty percent of my
1: skin. And you were fighting for your life. And during that time, you, you talked about how it was the most humbling thing in the world. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional, but it was the most humbling thing in the world to have people serve you to the point where when you had to go to the bathroom, you had to have people come alongside you and help you. And, be- and, and you committed yourself. You're like, because that's your life has been a, a life of service.
0: It, 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 when when um, these nurses... I know they get paid for it, but, but they they can't get paid enough for what they do.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree.
0: But, but when they would help me go to the bathroom and they would feed me and they would change my bandages and the bandages would stick. I, uh, it, third degree, meaning my skin was totally gone. I was down to the raw muscle. Yeah. And and so when the, they had to pull those off every three days for several months, every three days – they excruciating pain and I passed out uh, because of pain so many times. And and so I just want you to know, Caleb, I know how that is. I know. I said, I want to be one of those nurses. I will be one of those nurses. I am one of those nurses. I help people financially wipe their bottoms. (laughs) Seriously, I do all the time. And and that is so rewarding.
1: I love it. I feel like we should make you a t-shirt like that. Um, uh, okay. So, oh my goodness. It's, I, I've had so much, I've had so much fun. We're going to, we're going to finish on this, this question and, and it's, and it's a legacy question. And Peter, you're one, you're one of the most inspirational people I've met in my life. And I don't I I've been mentored by, I get currently mentored by two people that I put in that category as well. So I, I, um, say that not like, I don't say that a lot. If you're, this is your last day on this earth. Let's just say you're with the people that you love the most, your family. What what kind of things are you sharing with them? You've lived, you've lived a life of service. You lived a life, a brave life of fighting for your life. And what what kind of things are you sharing with them on that last day?
0: I write in my journal every week. And I do, I answer that question many times. Wow. And once a year, I write a letter that no one will see until I die. I want to make sure it's always current within a year, if you will. Wow. And and here is my main message. Serve others. And you'll always be happy. Okay. The best thing that happened to me is I had a chance to go with my church and teach a lot of people about our religion, our Christ, the Jesus Christ. Yeah, and in that process, I got outside myself because I was trying to teach people about something else. Yeah. So I wasn't in a in a room with a psychologist trying to figure out how I'm going to handle my emotions about the way I look. I was yep. out serving people, and yeah, and I didn't realize it at the time, but now years later, as I've interviewed many, many people burned that were horribly disfigured and they asked me what should i do peter what can i do i said go serve people yeah. serve, serve serve and and so with as soon as i got out of the hospital and was able to walk i was able to serve people for two years and and i didn't realize how powerful that was so no one no shrink told me to do it i just did it because i had a desire to do that right Okay, so now years go on, and I'm counseling people that are emotionally distraught. A young lady was running a laundromat, and these guys came in from hunting, had those big sleeping bags that got all wet, and they were washing them, put them in the dryer, and then they left. They came back after. She was going to take it out of the dryer, and so it was black, um, the, the thing that the sleeping bag's in. The sleeping bags were black, and it was still spinning. She didn't know that. Put her arm in it, twisted her arm off. Oh, no. 17 years old. Emotionally, she's a wreck. She lost her arm. She's in high school. Kids were making fun of her and she perceived they, they were making fun of her. Anyway, she took her life. I, I say, Why did that happen? I mean, one arm, one way or the other, doesn't make a whole lot of difference in your life. Yeah. You know, an arm doesn't make a difference. Yeah. My brother in law lost it. He was doing a post hole and he lost his arm, got his <clears throat> glove caught and twisted it off and lost his arm. And, and I'm with him and I said, Bruce how are you doing? He said, one arm doesn't make a big difference. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. And in the contrast, two different people. And I'm just saying to you, Caleb,
1: it's up to us. So the the message back is serve others. Peter, thank you so much for serving. Thank you for spending so much time. I mean, what you guys don't know is Peter spent, I mean, you've become a good friend and I, 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 I'll say this, this might be weird, but I love you. Thank Uh you for, for how much you've given back to me, how much you've, given to so many people around. And I, I'm going back to this idea. I, I wrote down on my sheet of paper, I, I want to get out to, to Salt Lake and, and shoot a course that can set America free financially because there's so many people in bondage as it relates to debt. And, and I just think those 10 principles, we don't have to come up with, we just have to do it in such a way that gets people motivated to start taking back control of their life. Because think about the, the marriage, the healthy marriages, the better parenting the new entre- the new entrepreneurs that that's going to sprout and think about the millions of people impacted through if we if we can get this education and the right education because there's a lot of people that don't have the proper education and so they're not able to start on a strong foundation I, I support it hundred percent thank you so much hey guys I am just reflecting back on just the opportunity that I had to speak with Peter and it was really, really special. It's really special to talk to someone that has such a big heart, that's that has so much energy, and that's so, so knowledgeable. So I, I again, would encourage you to share uh, this this podcast with people that need to hear this. And I would also like to hear uh, your perspective because, hey, you might be sitting back and you're saying, hey, I disagree with you when it comes to your conversations about 401ks, or I 100% disagree with you as it relates to IUL, or I 100% agree with, disagree with you on something, or I would love to hear like what resonated with you, and and that's the thing is you know I got passionate on this this podcast, but I love people like I'm passionate about people, and so I would love to hear your story, and then also if there's someone amazing that I need to like capture their story, whether it's in the life insurance space, whether it's in the financial space, whether it's in the entrepreneur space, let me know, uh, because I would not have met Peter. If I wasn't referred to him through a good friend. So think about that. That conversation, I would have never known that he would have had an impact on my life and that I like learned from him indirectly at 19 years old if someone didn't introduce me to him. So that person, you know who you are. Thank you. And uh, I just want to say I appreciate you guys. I hope you have an amazing week. And until next time, have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. Make sure you press subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your favorite podcast player.